good accoutrements. Gotta love those accoutrements. Calling from good old Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Gonna say, you don't sound like you're in New Jersey anymore. Home of the shoe fly pie. I think I'm echoing a lot. No, you sound pretty good in my headphones. Have you tried the shoe fly pie? Is it made out of shoe flies? No. What are shoe flies? <laughs> There's an old, I think, a nursery rhyme or something, a song that goes, shoe fly, don't bother me. I don't know if okay. that's based on it. Okay. I've never heard of any of this. I've heard about pies. So the way it was best described to me was a pecan pie mm-hmm. without the pecans. <laughs> so just like the molasses and all the sweet stuff that goes in a pecan pie without the pecans, uh, that's essentially it. Mm, okay. And have you, have you had one today? I had one yesterday. Okay. How was it? Not a fan. Okay. It's good with coffee though, but even then there are much better pies to have coffee with. See, I'm now thinking about all the different pies that I could have coffee with. Pretty much any pie you can have coffee with. Well, I mean, cherry is the classic. Are you a fan of cherry pie, though? Only because of Twin Peaks. A pumpkin pie, I think, is a great coffee pie. So is a pecan pie. But, you know, it has pecans in it, which offsets the the molasses. Turns out if you take the pecans out... Not so good of a pie. Not so good pie, no. That's too bad. So you're actually on vacation now. Yep. On a short little break. With the with the kids, since it's their summer break. I admire your dedication to the show. So what what's the family doing right now? Are they watching you? They, Is it story no. time? <laughs> uh, okay. it, I'm in a glass cage and they're they're observing me, uh, taking notes. Relaxing. <laughs> no, they're in the other room and um, my in laws are actually putting them to bed. So we're going to follow up from Pillow Talk from last week. Uh, what mm-hmm. is the sleeping situation going to be when you're in uh, when you're in a hotel room? So they take one and I take one because sleeping with two children could be dangerous to me. For your sanity level? Uh, yes. Right. The breakfast, though, oh, it's awful. Oh, no. There, it ain't no Swedish hotel breakfast. Uh, that, is, that is a shame. The Swedish hotel breakfast is the only time I will eat salami for breakfast. And Not a herring. Yeah. <laughs> Tickled herring is actually really good. <laughs> Do they at least have the toast conveyor belt? Um, no, they had oh. a conventional toaster. Oh, they had a f- God. Terrible. Yeah. They had a four-slot toaster, though. Mm, so well. I was still like, eh, okay, I guess. Mm, the toast conveyor belt is the best part about the hotel breakfast. It is. Convinced. It is. Someone was telling me, because uh, we actually have a toast conveyor belt in the office. We do, but it's always turned off. And I yeah. think it's like completely inappropriate. Like for the office, you should just have a, a slot toaster. Because I mean, no one's going to keep that on. It's such a huge waste of electricity. And it is, and it tells you to turn it off between uses. So it's only right. going to turn it on, wait ten <laughs> minutes for it to start up. Like, yeah. Um, and someone was telling me, like, you know how long the panini press takes? Oh, forever. Yeah, and so they were considering <laughs> putting a sandwich to the toast conveyor belt. <laughs> And then quickly realized what a horrible idea that would be. It's like, oh, it's working, it's working, it's working. And then as it flips over, it just shits out your sandwich all warm. <laughs> what took you to Lancaster? What brought you to well, Lancaster? Well, there's this great water park and, a, and theme park for the kids that my in-laws have frequented for some reason. Amazing. Okay. And awesome. because it is their summer break... Um, I thought it might be a good idea to bring them here because that theme park is just right for their age. So all the rides are sort of geared mm. for them. Nothing too spinny or vomity. Um, <laughs> good, good. And yeah, it's uh, 
and you know it's pretty well maintained you know it's not like that um it's not like the crappy little theme park that you see but at the same part at, at the same time it's not those overtly overpriced ones have you heard of action park in new jersey action jersey? park yeah i think it's shut down now oh. Um, but it, it was like, I think for a while it was the most dangerous oh, amusement park in America. <laughs> like, I think like three people have died oh, there over, over its lifespan. <laughs> um, there was quite an amusing little like mini documentary made by, I don't know, Vox or mm. Slate. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, it's quite a fun watch. Like there's a, there's a water slide that does a loop the loop. What? <laughs> it just sounds like an accident waiting to happen. But yeah, I was just I was just thinking about it. And theme parks, like unless you're completely hidden of stage left and stage right, like I can't help but feel kind of sad whenever I see the people that work in theme parks. And it's it's such an amazing job. I mean, this this goes to show like what an amazing job like places like Disney put yeah. in place just yeah. so they actually hide everything from uh from like the people that actually go there yeah it's it's really amazing i think there's this book about yeah disney has like this huge corporate culture where like everywhere where they see a customer is a stage or something like that have you heard of this i haven't i am not surprised at all but no i haven't heard that before. yeah i'm pretty sure it was in one of the personal success books that i've read <laughs> which i've already forgotten <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's like this mentality of like uh, totally catering to the customer and one way that, that they got the entire team around them to do that is to consider any moment where you have an opportunity to meet a customer a stage and so they're just acting the part and so when mm, you detach okay. um, I, I guess like your personalities in, into like a role of acting like you just tend to be a lot friendlier even if it's fake yeah, and so people yeah, just end that. up having a better time it's ridiculous when you think about or you realize like the lengths they go to mm-hmm to make the experience magical. I remember there was a uh, there was an obituary I was I heard once on BBC Radio 4 and this guy his life's work or maybe it wasn't his life's work but one of his most significant significant contributions was working out like the uh, the engineering behind the loudspeakers in Disney World so that as you walked through the park the music was at a constant volume regardless of how close to a loudspeaker oh my you were God. so instead of being like blasted when you were right next to it and then it dying away as you walked out yeah he had the speakers were set up so it would be a constant volume as you walked that's through the park that's absolutely insane yeah it is that's that's like the really cool shit that I'm actually interested in i put a link in the docs if you want to have a look at it there's a picture <laughs> of the the cannonball loop, which is this water slide with a loop, the loop in it. Uh, just have a look at that. Oh my that God. Uh, that thing does not look safe at all. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, let's just get a pipe and put a loop in it. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, little, uh, that little short documentary is worth a watch. So I have a correction from last week. I put it in okay. the show notes, but just in case you didn't read the show notes... Then A, shame on you, and B, I will tell you anyway, when we were talking about Adam Grant's jacket photo, <laughs> I call, I, the, the type of smile I was looking for is called a Duchesne smile. And actually, Duchesne. And that's actually the, uh, that's the genuine smile, so that's where you use the muscles around your eyes mm-hmm. when smiling. Uh, the fake smile, which is where you just grimace with your mouth and the rest of your face <laughs> is completely frozen in place, yep. is... Uh, I guess there isn't a technical name for it, but they call it like the Pan Am smile. The Pan Am yes. smile. Made famous by the 
Uh, Pan Am flight attendants. Thank you, flight attendants was the word I was reaching for there. Yes, uh, and the ingenuine smile they would give every passenger as they mm. boarded the plane. What does uh, Duchesne refer to? So he was a French... Mm, I don't know, some French guy in the 1800s that was studying mm. this kind of thing. Oh, so. he wasn't just a, a guy with an awesome smile? Oh, I would love that. I really hope he did have a good <laughs> smile. But no, he was just some he, guy. He signs the shit out of it. Yeah. He's like, I have the most authentic smile, which I've crafted over the years. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. I mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed the picture. We, yeah, we put a picture of the uh, of Adam Grant smiling. Oh, wait. Did we put it in the show notes? Yes, I did. Great. <laughs> so that is definitely worth checking out if you haven't done that. What else do we have? Okay, I had I put Audible in here um, just yep. because on Friday I interviewed a developer from Audible. Oh, really? Yes, I did. And I uh, he was very happy because I relayed how excited you were that you fixed the 30-second alignment in the skip buttons. Did he know exactly what I was talking about? Do you know what he didn't? <laughs> really? Well, he knew there was a whole bunch of fixes, and he was like, typical, he's such a developer. Typical engineer. Yes. Typical engineer. He was like, we didn't even notice. I also complained to him about the startup times and the syncing oh, right. and stuff. Yep. Because, you know, we had, an, we had an hour to fill, so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. From what he was saying, it seems like that is a complete clusterfuck, and it will not be fixed anytime soon. Oh, that boy. is some nasty shit that's happening on, on startup, and uh, it's not a quick fix. So we will have to wait that out. I mean, also, I feel like a person in a glass house throwing mm-hmm. a rock right now. So, right. Because Our startup time, I don't know if it's just on my phone, but something is up. That's the lesson to learn from this is starting apps is hard. I am very happy to announce that I am, I don't know, something about just recording elsewhere out of the house excites me. Yeah, I really wish we'd managed to uh, find some time to record together in Stockholm. Mm. That could have been yeah. super fun. The plane ride was a mess, though. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that we could have set something up. Um, that and that was when my eyes started becoming juicy. Yeah. Please refer to episode yes. Juicy Eyes. <laughs> Wait, was that the episode <laughs> name? There was an interesting episode of Cortex, mm-hmm. CGP Grey's other podcast. CGP Grey and Mike Hurley, who are the two mm-hmm. hosts... They were actually in the same hotel together, but CGP Grey insisted that they call over <laughs> Skype and do it so they wouldn't see each other. <laughs> because that is how you get the authentic podcast right. creation experience. Oh. Whereas if you do it in the room, it's just weird. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> so that's quite funny. So yeah, maybe listen to that. I think it's the most mm. recent episode of Cortex. Uh, that's funny. Although I would still like to do a, an in-person episode sometime. Let's do a little bit of update. That was what we were doing. More updates. More, I mean, on the book club. Oh, the book yep. club. Okay. How's it been going? Well, <laughs> I purchased the book. Awesome. Great start. And I have read five pages of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, so good, I think. There's a lot of yep. names. And that's all I got. Cool. So that's my, my review so far. Lots of names. Let me, let me guess. Have you finished no, it? No, I think I'm pretty close to finishing it, though. Okay, so sorry, Sam. That's I all right. Uh, I think... As I knew I would. <laughs> At least you're honest. Have you listened to any good podcasts this week, Sam? Uh, you know, I went back to my regulars. Um, I got a little burnt out with Audible and listening to books. Oh, and listening to Sissy Spacek oh. doing uh, variations of Alabama accents. It is so bad. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. 
well, I'm not going to spend my free credit on her. No, the thing is, she is not making variations on the Alabama accent. She's making、oh. one Alabama accent, which she thinks is the best Alabama accent. And that is the entire accent for the entire book. Even when Atticus is speaking, even when Jem is speaking, same accent. So you're like, who the hell is speaking? But thankfully, it's written from a first person perspective.、Right. So that at least makes it a little bit easier. So, what,、uh, what classics have you gone back to? What old favorites? So, I listened to an episode of Friendshipping, which is always great. Yay. Because now we know how the theme song goes. Yep. I, you know, I always think about that now, every time I hear it. <laughs> I've got to admit, I'm a little bit behind on Friendshipping. There's some good ones. I was, playing, I, I was mainly playing catch up because there was a lot that I haven't heard.、Mm. Um, but there was one that was good I was, that was about、um, still being able to be friends with your past lovers or. Ah, Last friendship with exes. That was a good one. And then another one was Silent but Deadly, which is great.、Mm-hmm. Um, like when friends all of a sudden become angry at you and don't say anything, trying to find out what the situation was. Yep. And then heard a couple of episodes of Idle Thumbs. It sounds like a gaming podcast. It is a gaming podcast. Let me give you a description of the one that I've heard recently, which I couldn't, we, I couldn't tell you like what, it was, what it was about. Yeah, sometimes these podcasts go in one, out, one, in one year and out the other. Right. Oh, it was, it was like a, a recap of E3.、Um, They're just talking about some, some of the quirky games or、uh, some of the games that they experienced in the last.、Uh, so E3 just passed by, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Sam, what's E3? Oh, E3 is the. Oh, my God. It's like the Electronics Expo.、Uh, the excellent. Excellent Electronics Exposition. Brilliant. Nailed it. It's when、um, a lot of the big companies announce their new games coming out for the year or even until 2017.、Mm, okay. um, so Sony had this huge press conference, Nintendo had this huge press conference, and so did Microsoft.、Um, but now, like, game companies actually started having press conferences. Oh, geez. Everyone、yeah. gets a press conference now. I know. It's crazy. Like, it still baffles me that Disney will have a press conference about their upcoming movie lineup, and especially regarding like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I thought was like kind of crazy, but at the same time, it gets you excited about it. We never talked about Captain America Civil War, did we? But actually, it just makes me a little bit tired now that,、yeah, I, now that I look at it. I'm like, I feel well, like I'm burnt out on superhero movies. If you watch the keynote, we are at the beginning of phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase three, what started it off was the Civil War movie, which、okay. we should revisit because actually I finished up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four, is it?、Ah, season three. Season three, yes. Actually, let's talk about that if you want to. And have you watched X Men Apocalypse? No. Okay. I'm kind of done with the X Men movies ever since McAvoy started doing those movies. Oh, I quite like McAvoy. I like McAvoy. I just don't like that string of movies. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I'm not sure I can remember what happens in Ages of Shields, but yeah, let's, we can talk about it. This might just be me going, oh, yeah, that's、yep. what happened. Thanks, Sam, for reminding me. <laughs> so, season three of Ages of Shields is essentially, I forget which is which. I think Simmons is Simmons the female or is Fitz the female? I think Gemma Simmons. I think,、okay. I think Simmons is, is Gemma. Okay, so she goes to another planet. She does. Right? Yes.、Yep. And then she gets brought back by Fitz. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. That、yes. was amazing.、Um, but then that started the string of events of people finding out that you can actually bring someone back, which is what.、Um, the blue planet. Yeah. It's like, a pop, it's like a nice blue filter that they put on. 
like the Las Vegas desert, like Las Vegas desert. Yes, there's one episode where it's just all blue the entire show, <laughs> right. the entire episode, and it's somehow it's really fatiguing. It is blue is very tiring. Um, a little designer tip there, I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Don't listen if you are interested oh, in Agents of Shield season three. Spoiler alert! Do you have a spoiler horn? <laughs> that was my mouth air horn. Great. So it was list of left of Hydra. Also, well, it turned. Uh, what? What? What's the fucking deal here? They've been so they've sending, been sending people there. Yeah, this is like the conspiracy that gets unraveled as people do research around. Uh, right. Like because the NASA cult. logo turns right. out to be a Hydra logo or something at some <laughs> yes. point. It's like, wow, amazing! What is this? Yeah, uh, and it turns out like the the clutches of Hydra is so deep. That it started with like their space program, which is actually they've been sending chosen people through this portal, which one was in part to like appease this god that Hydra believed in, uh, which is this evil god. Mm -hmm. Um, And second, they're trying to find out more about it so that they can actually bring the god back to Earth. Throughout the course of investigating, Fitz and Simmons decide they want to bring Will back, who is the guy that helped uh, Simmons when she was stuck in the planet and they finally figure it out. Oh yeah. And so they finally figure out and then they, they go there to get him yes. back. But as through some consequences of events, Ward also follows them in there um, because he was ordered by Hydra to bring back the evil God from this blue planet. Cause when Simmons gets rescued by Fitz and is brought back, mm-hmm. then Hydra, is very interested in how they did that because then they can bring back the evil god using a similar technique which seems to be mostly a bungee rope exactly <laughs> still classic <laughs> right and so i guess daisy slash sky sort of fits into this because she can actually vibrate things through a particular resonance right and so right and that seems to be how the portal opens in order to right. open the portal you need to vibrate it at a particular frequency but on top of that, there is some other shit that's happening in Earthworld with Inhumans, which is what they're calling mutants or, I guess, people yeah. with alien DNA. Yes, definitely not X-Men. Right. But they've, but they've cancelled or postponed the Inhumans movie, haven't they? Which they were, which was part of the... Marvel massive, Cinematic Universe. Yeah, part yeah. of the massive lineup of endless superhero movies. Yep, thank God comic book movies let's say so um the good doctor who is the husband of may agent may turns out that he is this uh crazy badass <laughs> evil inhuman that's going around killing other inhumans lash lash what's the best part is whenever he turns into lash like his costume just appears out of nowhere as well <laughs> like he has that like leather pants with uh with badass like wristbands i just had these in my back pocket (laughs) Uh, i'm just gonna fast forward a little bit yeah it's uh now that i think about it it's a shit ton of stuff that happens yeah so shit gets crazy ward gets taken over by the alien by the evil one comes back to earth Mm -hmm. and uh it's called hive yep starts making everyone's life pretty miserable there must have been so much fun just as an actor just thinking about it (laughs) if i'm (laughs) To be Grant Ward, possessed by a evil alien god. Mm-hmm. That must have been a fun few months doing that. <laughs> sure, because all he has to just do is act like... Well, all he has to do is just talk slowly and pretend like he knows everything. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, in the end, agents win. Evil one loses. Yes. So his power is like he can influence Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Or he has some connection to them and becomes like the uh, hive, hive mind. I found this season very patchy up till the, like the first half. So the mid-season break was incredible. And I was very excited each week for the new episodes. Right. Like there was a lot of twists and turns and the there was stuff happening with like shield and the aclu mm-hmm. and they had dana from entourage mm. i don't know her real name she was Roz, right was she colson's okay. love interest yeah yep was that her name okay all i know is that she's dana in entourage okay but uh <laughs> she plays like a badass studio executive and she um, is a uh, badass aclu yeah. <laughs> yes executive yeah she plays a pretty similar character to be yep. honest what she does there yeah i remember like the i remember finding the first that first half of the season is amazing yep when it came back i remember being slightly less mm. taken with it i don't know how you felt i was so tired when he came back i was tired of this <laughs> show as soon as because you came were back. you did you binge watch because you didn't watch no you didn't, i didn't binge watch oh okay i watched it like an, an episode maybe every one every two days which i thought was a really good pace so and so i was able to catch up during that time up until that first half of when Coulson goes into the blue planet and does what he does. Mm. I thought it was great. I thought uh, really fun. And also quite emotional at times. Like, well, when Roz gets shot, we, we, sound, we sounded the spoiler horn. Yep. Like that was just traumatic. Yeah. I think I even texted you in all caps. Like, oh my God, <laughs> Roz got shot. Yeah, and, it's completely crazy. Yep. But I, I just remember there's this quite a few times I'm going, this is crazy. What's yeah. happening? Like, wait, what? She was yeah. like eating a burger. What? What happened? I think after that, like I was just so tired of Ward. And then like all of a sudden he comes back as the evil one Ward and he's now Neo of the Matrix. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. So the second half actually made me decide that I might not watch. Oh, that is a shame. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. anymore. Because the ending was also like kind of cheesy. That, those last two episodes were pretty bad. Yeah. Like my boyfriend is was a huge fan of Agents of Shield, but those last two episodes because it was a it was a double mm-hmm. episode, so right, uh, it got released all in the same same time, and obviously we watched it the other day it came out, and he was like, "What the fuck is this? This yeah. was terrible." <laughs> in addition to it, just not being that satisfying. There's like some mm-hmm. massive pl- plot holes. Yeah, like the there. whole future. You're able to see someone's death in the future stuff like that. <sighs> Oh yeah, so that like, was get, such a gimmick. The flashback to the ring, like who's going to be wearing the ring, right? Was, or who has the ring? The necklace, yeah. <laughs> or the necklace, yeah. The then he's floating in space and he's dying. That was, but there was just some like stuff where there was like a, a shot of the windows in Colson's office, like mm. being boarded up or being like reinforced with like metal metal screens coming down to when they shut down the the building, and then. A few scenes later, they escape through the window. <laughs> this is, there were just like stuff like that. You're like, this is stupid. And the there's something similar also in the air in the aircraft hangar. There is a package that gets miraculously ends up in the hangar that Ward right that just has sent. like a bunch of people in it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And like, well, how did that get there? <laughs> Who would put this right there? This is ridiculous. <laughs> there, there's a bunch of stuff like that that was a little disappointing, right? <laughs> or just sloppy. Yeah, and then the ending is like, uh, 
it was like such a matrix ending where she like flies off with like her new look and it just made me like it just made me groan mm. audibly like oh no they can't do this like what are they doing final verdict you had a final score i'd say first half of the season four <laughs> out of five yeah second half two out of five yeah yep concur because i really like the the new inhumans like i like yo-yo yeah with mac and um, oh <laughs> the hispanic guy that can like melt guns I thought that was like a cool little cool little team that got together. So, yes, watch the first half, but don't expect the second half of the season to be as good. <clears throat> and there was like a slight tie-in with Civil War, but I think we can save Civil War for later. I actually really like Civil War. Oh, great. I really did not like Civil War. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a topic of conversation for another show. Oh, one thing that I did realize is after listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff, um, how much it helps to actually listen to podcasts as opposed to listening to like regular Audible stuff. So I feel like my interaction and all that stuff have been slipping a little bit. Like, I don't think I'm as funny anymore. Oh, that's not true, I've become, I've become the dry, <laughs> the dry, humorless twat, right? Wait, can I say twat? Of course you can. We have the explicit rating turned on. Well, the thing is, here's the thing. So when I say twat, I don't mean it as in like what the word actually means. I think I say it as what I mean in my head is twit. Like it's more of a sound. Uh, And so we're playing like, um, so we play Smash Brothers at work, which is a very uh, high intensity competitive game, right? Great for team bonding. Yeah. And we play this around like... um, you know, whenever we have like we finish lunch early and so we just have like a, a round which lasts like five minutes. And so I, I was playing there and it was a very heated match. And then I said, you like you fucking twat. Right? <laughs> and uh, I had to be like, oh, snap. Did I just say something that I'm not supposed to? In England, that is not a particularly bad swear word. Yeah, right. Word. It's, it's all it's bordering on humorous. It's like you, when you say someone is a, uh, it's kind of like when you say someone's being an idiot, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. It does mean a vagina, I guess, technically, <laughs> but, you know. But what is interesting is that some Americans like to pronounce it twat. Yep. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Those crazy Americans. You know. That's good. Uh, cussing out your co-workers. Good job, Sam. Thanks. It's my, one of my prouder moments. But <laughs> going back to the original point of discussion is that the more that you listen to actual podcasts and stuff where the interaction is really good, you learn so much of how to like bounce off um, the dialogue with other people in order to make it interesting. I have been enjoying My Brother, My Brother and Me. I've yep. listened to a few more episodes of those. And that is, I mean, obviously they're brothers, so it's kind of unfair. They have yeah. an unfair advantage. <laughs> They've had years of training. Presumably you drove to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you listen to podcasts in the car? I didn't because um, there was... Uh, I had kids for partial for the for a big portion of the ride, mm-hmm. so on the time that I didn't have the the kids with me because they were sitting with the in the in laws car, mm. I was listening to, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah, uh, okay. There's some colored language in that in that book. I did not want to listen to it when my kids <laughs> were in the car, and so I think I just heard my Discovery Weekly when I, when they sat back in. Which is interesting because, like, I think my kid, like, my son now, he heard this, like, really interesting track that was, like, uh, made from ambient sounds and, like, kind of water splashing with 
mm-hmm. um, instruments, sort of, you know, very unique instruments. And he's like, like I kind of like that song. And I was like, why? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it kind of sounded like someone was like around, just like tapping on stuff. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, so, I think I'll open him up to more music. Yeah. When when do they get a Spotify account? Oh, they don't even have any of the social media accounts, so it will be a while, or probably a lot sooner than I think. Another update, <clears throat> my son and I finished our first game. Was it Battlestar Galactica? It, <laughs> it was not. It um, takes five hours and that's just to set it up? <laughs> uh, not a board game, it was a video game. Ah, okay, of course, the kids yep. video games. Uh, iPad? No, on the Xbox 360. Oh, wow. So I've heard kids love iPads. The, the game they finished is uh, Skylanders. Have you heard of this game? No, I have not. It's actually really cool for kids. Um, so the basis of Skylanders is that there's this, uh, that you are a portal master, right? And so the game comes with uh, this little dish that looks like a, a stone portal. Think of, think of the Stargate gate, except it's laid down flat. Okay. Uh, and that connects via USB to your 360. And right. the game comes with small figurines. And so oh, okay. whenever you place one of the figurines on that portal, it actually appears in the game and you can control the character in the game. And whenever you play with that character, it actually levels up the character and saves the level back into that figure. And so the more you play that character, the stronger he gets. And you can actually bring it to your friend's house and use that character to play or something like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it has like MFC, I mean, NFC. Mm, all that oh, stuff that's that's how all the the mm-hmm. portal works yeah, that's pretty cool so he has this like little collection of figurines and the best part is you can play two players at a time so each person uses a different figure and they all have different abilities and stuff like that and there's actually a story that went along with it so you play through the story um, but it kept him interested because you can use different characters and see what their upgrades are mm. right and i thought it was great because in order to upgrade you have to continually use one character and gain money for that character and slowly purchase all the powers for that character and so i think it helped with forming his long-term goal setting (laughs) ah he sounds like a business and at the same time like uh playing in like 20 increments a day showed like um how to maintain that interest for a long amount of time and then getting mm. to the ending after okay. like maybe three or four weeks well if a tiny child can complete this game then maybe i can it was mainly me playing by the way okay <laughs> but he was also be able to join and like help out um with oh, the characters cool. yeah yeah which i think also made it really conducive for kids to play along as well have you revisited imbroglio at all nope is that dead to you okay yeah it's i think it's dead to me it's i have absolutely no interest in picking it up okay it's game over. Have you? I have. I've been dabbling. I have unlocked a couple more characters. Yeah, I now need to get 96 gems to unlock the next character. Mm-hmm. And frankly, don't really care. Mm. <laughs> I still feel like there's something I don't get about this game. Yep. Yeah, I feel that UI and UX and a sense of reward could have helped it a whole lot. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep. And that is our show. Thank you. From Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Woo! From Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> yeah! This has been, is this the show? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> huh, you're not sounding too hot.
I'm like, what are you seeing, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> you do sound like you're a bit underwater. <laughs>